What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the comments made by Drew Brees last week regarding the flag. We are going to talk about the reappearance of kneeling in regards to the protests going around in the world right now, along with the NFL and Colin Kaepernick. And we're also going to dive into the NBA as it as the NBA recently announced that they are going to continue their season at the end of July. So lots of good things to talk about. Let's get started. So last week, Drew Brees, when asked about kneeling during the national anthem, told an interviewer, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. He talks about how multiple grandfathers have fought in the war and how he really acknowledges them during the national anthem. And he gets very emotional. It's a big thing for him. But these were seen as very controversial comments because Drew Brees, it's never been about the flag. During a time where people are standing up for police brutality, for black lives, it's never been about the flag. Taking a knee during the flag isn't disrespecting your country. It's just taking a stance for what you believe in. Drew Brees got lots of backlash from teammates such as Michael Thomas and newly additioned wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, who both voiced their opinion on Twitter. You had athletes like LeBron James come out and voice his opinion. The media was on him. Drew Brees claimed he got death threats from these comments. He did apologize after the fact multiple times, which I do I do give him credit for. He takes back what he said about the flag and now agrees that it was never about the flag and he should not have brought that into the equation, which I do which I do give him credit for. It's not easy to take back what you said on previous comments and agree that you were wrong, but he did. And that's good because Drew Brees is a huge figure in the NFL. He's a great guy. He's done so much for the city of New Orleans. He's donated to numerous charities. He's a great leader on the championship contending New Orleans Saints teams year in and year out. Seems like a great family guy. When he broke the passing record last year, he had his kids on the field. Just overall seems like a great guy, which is why it's so hard for everybody to see the comments that he made. Drew Brees, for the rest of his career, would be now a controversial figure because, yes, he's going to be accepted by a lot of people, but a lot of people aren't going to be riding on the Drew Brees train any longer. It, it's tough in their eyes to really believe an apology from a guy who just made some really controversial comments. It's going to be interesting to see what's going on in that Saints locker room start of next season. Yeah, a lot of people, like I said before, are going to forgive him. They're going to want to win. He's a big part of that piece to winning a championship. But, I mean, this goes beyond football and winning. Right now in this world, 
people are standing up for what for what they believe in. And that means going against prior values. So if you're an NFL player on a Drew Brees team and you don't agree what he said, you're going to put that over winning a championship, in my opinion. It's tough right now in this world, especially when you have a guy like Drew Brees make these comments, apologize for these comments, and then we have a president who then comments on his apology saying, why are you changing your apology? There should never be kneeling. And it's like, come on, it just never ends. Because there's always someone in a higher place that is recommending the wrong thing. I mean, come on, Donald Trump, you're going to take away from this apology? I mean, at this point, it's almost like now you have Donald Trump against Drew Brees. There's always just new arguments going around. And with no sports right now, it is hard because all we can pay attention to is these bad comments made by huge figures who are just kind of putting themselves in a bad light. So it's going to be very interesting going forward on how people view certain figures in higher places. I now want to get into Colin Kaepernick in regards to the kneeling that's going around in the world today. There have been multiple photographs of police members, members of the National Guard, and just protesters in general taking a knee, taking a stance in what they believe in, which has brought up Colin Kaepernick as he was the one to originally take a knee in 2017, ultimately driving him out of the NFL for believing in what he believes in. A lot of people argue that he is disrespecting the flag when he's taking a knee, ultimately disrespecting his country. But let's consider the reason that he took a knee in the first place. Kaepernick and Eric Reed came up with the idea after consulting a former Nate Boyer who served in Iraq and Afghanistan before playing college football at Texas, who ultimately got a tryout with the Seattle Seahawks. He, he said that Colin straight up asked me what I thought he should do. And that's what he told him. He sent him a picture of Martin Luther King Jr. kneeling in prayer in a protest in Selma, Alabama during the 1960s. He believes... If you're, if you're not going to stand, taking a knee is the most respectful way to voice your opinion. And that's the crazy thing about this. Kaepernick gets his idea from a former military vet. I think people, a lot of people don't realize that that's where he got the taking a knee stance from. He got it from someone that served his country. Someone that very well does not disrespect the flag. That's what's oh, that's what blows my mind. I mean, that's what we're talking about these Drew Brees comments. When talking about NFL players now taking knees, everyone views it as they're they're taking a stance against the country. They're taking a stance for what they believe in, and that's going against police brutality. That's 
supporting the Black Lives Matter movement. Everything gets so political when someone tries to voice their opinion. Like everyone's trying to attack everybody. And for myself, just watching this play out, it's sad to see that people just tend to just jump to conclusions and then voice their opinion on Twitter on how, oh, so-and-so is during the National Anthem, he took a knee, what a bad person. Like, taking a knee goes beyond football. It has nothing to do with taking a stand against your country. You're you're with your country. You're just trying to show people that I don't agree what's going on right now. You're you're taking a stance. And it sucks that in the world we live in today, it's when you decide to do that, you're judged and you're criticized for it. And, you know, it is hard for people to understand where others are coming from. And everyone has the right to their own opinion. But that's just it. You have your opinion. Others have their opinion. And they want to express it the way they want to. And by taking a knee, you're doing just that. You're not harming anybody else. You're just standing up for for what you believe in. And it's sad to see someone like Kaepernick, even though he's had a very successful campaign after he was out of the NFL, he's been, you know, had a very successful ad with Nike. He's, I'm sure he's doing quite well. But the fact that he hasn't been able to get a job in the NFL since 2017 blows my mind. I've seen a lot of crappy quarterbacks that I just sit there and I'm like, wow, like, you know, it's almost kind of a joke now. It's like, oh, like, Colin Kaepernick could be starting for that team if that guy's starting. And it's, it's like, yeah, he could. And I'm shocked that a team hasn't found a way to put him on their roster. I I believe that he still might have a chance of coming back to the NFL, but at this point, I don't even know if he wants to. I think at this point, he, three years later, so much has happened. He took a stance. He did what he had to do. It cost him an NFL job, but he also has a new life now. So, in my opinion... Taking a knee does not bother me. It bothers me when people come after other people taking a stance for what they believe in. I now want to dive into the NBA as the governors recently accepted the proposed return to play season. In late July, there's going to be 22 teams invited to the Walt Disney Complex in Orlando. There's going to be eight regular season games and then a playoffs. So most of the teams that are seated one through eight in their conferences are pretty much in for the most part, but these eight regular season games give teams a chance like the New Orleans Pelicans, the Portland Trailblazers to make the playoffs. As I said on my previous podcast, there was voices of concern with players such as Damian Lillard, who didn't want to come back and play meaningless regular season games if it meant that they weren't going to make the playoffs. So with these eight games, it gives teams a chance to make it. And with regards to schedules, they're – the NBA is going to go off of each team's current 
remaining schedule and do the best they can to make that happen. But obviously there's eight teams that haven't made the playoffs. So they're going to have to do some mixing and matching, which sparks a little controversy because, you know, one of a team like the Portland Trailblazers have to play the Clippers twice, Bucks once, Lakers once. I don't know. There could be um, some tricky situations there, but I think everyone's just happy that the NBA is back and that they are making this work. I talked about on previous podcasts how they had this playoff format proposed. It seemed like it was going to happen, but, you know, with what's going on in the world, you just never know. But personally, I'm thrilled. This is going to be an exciting time for basketball. It's going to be weird with it starting in late July and with the NBA Finals potentially going until October 12th, which means, what, there'd be like a a two-month break because if the season was to start on time next year, it would it would be starting at the end of October. So they're already going into the next season. So I guess they're going to have a two-month break is what they're saying potentially. But that doesn't seem like they're getting a lot of time off after the season. But I think with this three-month break that they've already had due to the pandemic, I think a lot of players will be itching to get back there anyway. But that means that the draft lottery is going to be in October. So usually the the draft lottery would be in the summertime, but it can't be with no season. So it's going to be crazy. But I, I'm really excited to see the these players go head-to-head on a neutral court because there's obviously not going to be any fans going on. They're going to be using three arenas to start, but as the pool gets smaller, they're going to ultimately just be using one just for safety regulations. Players are going to be tested multiple times a day, which is what other sports like UFC is doing when they host events. So it's going to be very interesting because you want to give the odds to the better teams like the Milwaukee Bucks, with the Lo- like the Los Angeles Lakers, the Clippers. But now with no crowd, I mean, a crowd is such a big factor with winning in the NBA, especially when it comes to the playoffs. So teams are obviously concerned with that. I mean, there was teams that wanted to bring their own home floor to the Orlando. They wanted an extra – if you're the better team, they want an extra timeout or an extra coach's challenge. A lot of stupid things like that, but I don't know what the NBA is going to do about that. I don't think they've decided on something like that, but there's just a lot of things going around. You have to think that a team like the Portland Trailblazers, if they make the playoffs with a healthy roster – led by Damian Lillard, is going to have to be dangerous. I mean, if a team like that gets hot and they're healthy, no crowd, man, I would not want to play that team. Or even a team like Zion, or the Pelicans with Zion, who, after coming back from his injury, was just awesome to watch. And they could really compete with most of the teams in the NBA. It's going to be interesting. You know, it's going to, looking back on it, me and Sentado, who was on my podcast last week, talked about, you know, like five years down the road, is this season really going to matter? Well, you know what? They're having it, so it still counts. So I think players are treating it like it's just a normal thing. Fans are just taking whatever they can get, so they're excited. It's it's great the NBA is coming back, especially with the MLB probably not coming back at this point. I'm not saying they're not going to. I, I'm a huge MLB fan. I hope they work things out between the owners and players, but it just doesn't look like it. 
it looks like they're going down kind of a rough path for the years to come. But at least the NBA was able to figure it out. It looks like the now since they're able to figure out this season, they'll be able to go ahead to next seasons and figure out what the plan's going to be. And it just shows that Adam Silver, the NBA's commissioner, and the Players Union, led by Chris Paul, just have just such professionalism in working out the best possible scenario, which they did. I think it's great for the NBA, and I hope that sports like MLB will take this and use it for themselves because they have a lot of work to do in order to bring baseball back. And let's hope the NBA can be, you know, set that bar for all the other sports wanting to come back. My Riddles rant of the week has to go to the awful sunburn I acquired from last weekend. Last weekend, I was able to hang out with a few of my friends for the first time in months. Happy birthday, D-Lo. Hashtag Jordan year. Me and former guest on the Riddle Me That podcast, Matt Ike, drove down to the city around noon on Saturday. Amongst all the perceived protests that were supposed to happen, we made it downtown to the Wrigleyville area. There were lots of exits. off the, Mostly all the exits on the highway were blocked off due to the protests that were supposed to happen. So we had to take numerous detours, go through the back roads of Chicago, but we made it. Once we got to our destination, we continued to sit on the porch all day, which was a huge mistake. It was nice outside. It's beautiful. It was worth it in the sense that I got to hang out with my friends. But what I'm trying to say is my outfit was not the correct choice. I was wearing my famous Wendell Carter Bulls jersey with my backwards hat and shades, my gym shorts, my high white socks, and my newly additioned Kyrie Irving shoes. Just the classic riddle outfit. I felt like I had to be fresh. You know, it was my first time out in a while. Had to look good for the fans, all three of us that were hanging out on the porch. But I really paid the price later on in the day. I got burnt to a crisp. I even put on sunscreen twice. But, you know, I haven't been in the heat a lot lately. I've been indoors. My skin hasn't been used to the outdoor weather. So I paid the price. When I took off my jersey later that night, it looked like I was wearing one of those white tank tops that people in the 70s wore on the reg. I had the worst jersey tan line slash sunburn I've ever had in my life. I've been putting aloe on my shoulders for the last two days. My girlfriend, Caroline, she literally packed me an aloe to go jar, which I put in my fridge last night. I've been reapplying it ever since. It's saving me. Thank you, baby. But it hurts. I guess that's just the price that you have to pay these days to hang out with the boys. But I never said I'd, I wouldn't do it again. I'd do it again. Just maybe wear a t-shirt next time. My G4 spotlight of the week has to go to UFC champion Conor McGregor. McGregor on Saturday night announces retirement for the third time which means there's definitely a possibility for him 
to make his fourth retirement if he decides to come back. But if this is his final retirement, I just want to congratulate him on an incredible career. He's a questionable guy off the off the mats as you know he's been involved with some controversial things. But just based off his performances, to be on top for as long as he has is an amazing accomplishment. Being able to be a UFC champion consistently is something that almost no one has accomplished. And he, fight after fight, recently coming off a 10-second knockout against the Cowboy last year, He's just the best, and even though he lost his match against Floyd Mayweather in the boxing arena, he still went up against the best fighter ever and took him the distance. McGregor, for him to be in a sport like UFC and to remain the status as he's had for this long is simply insane as... I recently got into UFC fighting and just watching these guys fight after fight, take the hits that they're getting and just staying with it and just not backing down is insane. But for someone like Conor McGregor, you know, he doesn't take that many hits because he's the one giving the blows on the other side. So hats off to McGregor on an incredible career. Honestly, it's smart if you're retiring now, just seeing how dangerous the sport is, but I wish you all the best, and let's see who's going to be on top next. Very interesting to see who's going to be the king of UFC down the line. My flick of the week this week, it's going to be kind of a game changer. It's going to have to go to Gilmore Girls. Yes, people probably don't expect me to watch a show like Gilmore Girls as it is perceived as a chick flick. But my girlfriend, Caroline, she has been binging Gilmore Girls recently. I was over last night. I gave it a chance. I recently watched it when I was probably like 10 with my sisters. And I was actually kind of into it. Kind of secretly, you know, I wasn't just going around spreading that to my friends. I'm a big fan of Gilmore Girls. But here it is now when I'm almost 24 years old. I am a Gilmore Girls fan. We're, I was watching the last few episodes of season one yesterday, and just every character in that show just brings a light into your day. You have the classic mother-daughter combo of Lorelai and Rory, and the infamous on-and-off boyfriend of Dean. You have famous actresses like Melissa McCarthy starting her career in the show making it so big afterwards. Always, you know, just, I was telling Caroline the other day, just the the background music going around, the whole show, it's just so peaceful. And you just kind of root for characters to find love. If that's, if that's, it sounds cheesy, but it's true. You know, everyone's trying to find love in that show. And, you know, I, I just really appreciate the screenwriting the plots that are going on between multiple characters. It's a great, peaceful show to watch with your significant other. 
or just by yourself, honestly. I can watch Good More Girls by myself all day if I needed to. So wherever you are in your love life, Gilmore Girls fits all. I highly recommend binging through it, especially in these tough times. It definitely brings a light into your day. For the bet of the week this week, I'm going to take it to the Korean Baseball League. The Latte Giants at 14 and 15 overall are playing against the 7 and 23 Hanwha Eagles. The Latte Giants are coming off a three-game winning streak where Hanwha has been losing pretty much all season. The Latte Giants are in the money line, minus 180 to win, but to win by more than one run. So at minus one and a half, the Latte Giants are plus 110. I would take the minus one and a half runs for the Latte Giants. Latte Giants have been scoring. They haven't been allowing allowing their opponents to score recently. Hamwa is struggling to score. So I think Latte is going to keep it going, and they're going to win by more than one run. Latte Giants, minus one and a half. Lock it in. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I hope everyone is doing well amongst these weird times. Stay safe, everyone, and I'll see you next week. Riddle out.